to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Laughing. 
Thank you. I, I will I have to admit, I make myself laugh sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I do. Like, did you just say that? <laughs> yeah. I said, wow. And, you know, it's really interesting. Oftentimes, I don't get the opportunity to really get to know people and, you know, know what their life mm-hmm. is like. And I see your mm-hmm. sons. And I see being, you know, the amazing mom. So I get to see the other side of you, the other side that is is not being the super songstress, mm-hmm. you know, or the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the performer on on stage. So it's really mm-hmm. nice to to see that and to really get to know how difficult your job is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think what. People, you know, although they see you on stages or um, they hear your music, they forget that you're a real person too, you know. And mm-hmm. your life, be, uh, you know, it's just like the person next door, you know. Mm-hmm. You still have your life and your family and um, you do the same things they do. You just, you know, on a different platform where they might go into a job every day. Your job is um, being in front of people, you know, every day. But, you know, we're humans too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the I mentioned to the audience before, you know, you came on that you are a blessing to us. And, you know, you shared the story about the fire man that Mm -hmm. rescued you and how Mm -hmm. you were unresponsive at some point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. And I, you know, just wanted to, I I saw the picture that you posted on Facebook of the incident, Mm -hmm. and I have to tell you I was floored. But go ahead and share that story with us again. Um, So... I was at the age, I was seven months, so I don't remember. Um, my brother and sister, Benita was five, and Kevin was four. We were all in a house fire. And um, I spoke um, on another radio show on this Saturday, and I told them a little bit about, um, you know, my mom had gone to the store and left us with a babysitter. And the babysitter, you know, back in the days, and I'm not going to say it that long ago because then I'll start telling my age. You know, <laughs> babysitter, you know, nowadays babysitters go to a class, Red Cross, you know, they give a class and you get a babysitting card. Well, growing up, you didn't, we didn't have a, you know, we didn't go to a class. You know, you were old enough, mature enough. Here, watch the kids. I'll be right back, you know. So pretty much my mom left us with the sitter and her and my uncle had went to the grocery store. But um, while they were were away at the grocery store, the young man in our building who um, wanted to go outside, but his grandmother didn't want him to go outside, so he was angry, and somehow he got a hold to matches, and playing with the matches, the matches caught, the curtains caught, caught on fire, and instantly um, smoke, you know, overtook the building, and um, with all the commotion going on within the house, or the apartment building, the babysitter, ran out to see, you know, why everybody was running and screaming. But when she went out, our door locked, shut and locked, and she couldn't get back in. So her being a young, you know, girl, you know, you don't think like an adult. 
she went out but never told anyone that we were still in the apartment building. Um, the reason I know this story is um, just a few years ago when I met the fireman who brought us out the building, you know, my family had never really talked about it until I um, happened to meet the fireman and I asked everybody finally, you know, so what really did happen? You know, all I knew was my mom would say, you're the miracle baby because, you know, you're the only one to live. But make a long story short, um, as my mother and uncle were on their way back from the store, they saw the fire trucks, heard the fire trucks, and my mom told my uncle, hey, you know, run down there and see where those trucks are. He ran down and came back to her, ran back to her and said, you know, they're at your building and I don't see the kids. And my grandmother lived like a street over, and she said, you know, run and get, you know, mama. So she called her and told her to meet us at the building. She got to the building, and she began to holler, you know, my babies are in that building. Somebody please go get my babies. The fireman Johnson went up through our window, and those are some of the pictures that are on my Facebook page. Got up, went up through the building, and when he got in the building, this is the part of the story that he told me. He said, uh... When I got in the window, the smoke was so thick, I couldn't even see my hand in front of me. And he said, you know, God, help me find these children. And he said it was like somebody just took wind and blew a path. And as the path opened, he could see me lying on a crib-like bed. My little sister, my older sister was underneath the bed hanging out, and my brother was, like, hanging out from the closet because, you know, kids that age – if they're not taught what to do during a fire, they hide hide from it, they hide from the smoke. So what they did was they hid, and I guess he handed me out the window first, my brother, my sister, and then my brother. And you can see in the one of the pictures where after he hands me out the window, uh, the chief is giving me mouth-to-mouth, and then he lays me on the back of a pickup truck still giving me mouth-to-mouth. By the time we got to the hospital, my um, dad said that the doctors came out and said, I'm sorry, but the baby is gone. Pretty much the baby's dead, which was me. And they were still working on, you know, my brother and sister came back out and said, I'm sorry, your daughter's gone, but the baby is back. Went back, came back and said, I'm sorry, the little girl is gone. The baby's gone again. Went back, came back and said, I'm sorry, so your son is gone, but the baby is back. So um, we had all been pronounced dead. I was the only one who did live, survive the fire. And a story that my my dad's oldest sister, who's still living now, said um, the year we met Fireman Johnson said, you know, it was a dark day for us. There were two little caskets that sat in the front of the church and said that, and my uncle and my aunt said that my hair had smelled like smoke for weeks um, but I survived, and one of the things the night I met, because I ended up after meeting the firm, and the night I met him was the night he retired from being a fireman, and back then he should have gotten um, fireman of the year, but, you know, he's a black man, so they didn't allow him to get it, but the night he retired, um, I was there. They saw me the night before. He had been looking for me for over 15 years, and his best friend found me the night before, and I was able to give him an award for um, where he should have been fireman of the year. 
And mm-hmm. one of the things he said was, I just wish I had more time that he could have saved um, all three of us. But my aunt said, we just thank God that he was able to save one. So, you know, there's so much more to the story. And right now I'm writing a screenplay on it um, of of the, the fire and just, you know, incidents leading up to it and then after. So, yeah. God is good, mm-hmm. you know. Something yeah. I told Rachelle, I said, whatever God's reasoning for allowing me to live, I'm just here and, and, and hoping to do the will of the Lord. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God, God is awesome. He is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, what's the amazing thing about it is, is the fact that, you are able to connect with him and reconnect with him, and that's the amazing part of it. Yeah, and, and it was not funny, but the pictures that I have, he gave them to me. I guess wow. someone had taken a picture that day at the fire, and he's had them for years and um, meeting his whole family. It's like they're like my family now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, day, the night we met, they was they said to me, they said, oh, my God, you know, we can't believe, you know, that they found you that they would always ask him, Daddy, what happened? I wonder what happened to the little girl in the picture. I wonder, and I feel like crying right now thinking about it. I wonder what happened to the little girl in the picture. I wonder if he, she's okay. And they said he would always say to them, I know she's okay. And he would pat his chest. He said, because I know he hear my heart. She's okay. And they always said that out. The pictures are in their living room, always been in their living room. And it's like I was a part of their family. And they didn't even know me. And now that I know them, you know, I go to their family. They have an annual picnic every Memorial Day. And I try to go when I am in town to it. But, yeah, it's just awesome that I would meet my hero. You know, he's my favorite hero. Um, he's like our hero. And mm-hmm. this, and we say that to him, he goes, I was just doing what I was supposed to do. You know, that's what a hero says. Mhm. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is such an amazing story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, I think. Well, I guess sometimes I honestly believe that we are on a um, we're on a course, um, a journey, mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily know exactly what that journey is or what it will right. be, but mm-hmm. we know that we're here and there's a reason. And I think your reason is to share your gift because you have a very powerful gift. And Mm -hmm. as uh, your bio says, you're a triple threat. And I believe that you are your brother Mm -hmm. and sister all combined in one that makes you three. Wow. Yeah. The simple the story, something my mom told me, I remember she said, telling me this after, shortly after the fire, and people can think it's not real if they want to. She said after the mm-hmm. fire, one night, you know, she was, we were laying in the bed, she and I, and she said this one night, I kept laughing and talking and waving in the air like somebody was there. Mm-hmm. And... She said, you know, because they say babies can see angels. Mm-hmm. And she she said that, that night she felt like I was playing with my brother and sister. This oh. is a true story. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do believe that. And, mm-hmm. you know, what's so, you know, amazingly interesting is the fact that um, that you got the pictures. You were able to see yourself. How did that feel looking at the pictures, seeing yourself in that state? The first time I saw it was the night of the, because it was a big banquet, that they have a fireman's mm-hmm. banquet every year. And that night they had put together a movie slideshow of all the fires within um, I forgot how many years of that firehouse, that fire department. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last, like, six, seven pictures were the pictures of me and my brother and sister coming out of the fire. And I remember my family was two of my aunts, um, my husband at the time, who was it, my sister, and I can't remember who else was with us, were there. And I remember my aunt going, that's you. And the first time I saw it, I, I was in total shock. Like, I, I I was speechless. And then after he gave me the pictures, I boohooed and I cried because I couldn't imagine being my parents. You know, like like I said, I don't remember it, but just knowing how my what a beautiful soul my mother was and for her to go through something like this. And one of the things I remember um, them saying my mother screamed out also was, Lord, please don't take all my babies. Please leave me one, God. Please leave me one. Yeah. I remember her saying that. So just, you know, hearing, you know, like I said, nobody really talked about it when I was growing up. The most someone mm-hmm. said was my mom saying, you know, your mom is a miracle baby. You died in a house fire and you were the only one. Your brother, you and your brother died in a house fire, but you were the only one lived. So mm-hmm. just hearing her stories and knowing her, you know, is it's always touching. And even writing the story, because I'm writing a movie now, I, I take breaks months at a time because it's so... You know, I just could not imagine, you know, going through something like that. So I guess that's the emotion that I get when I um, see the pictures, you know, and I post them every now and then. And it was something I learned. People don't really, um, you know, most times if you haven't really been through something, it doesn't affect you as much as it would a person would experience it, you know, for some, most. But you know, just, you know, knowing, like I said, my parents and the people they are, it's always sometimes, you know, I'm okay with it. And some days I'm like, wow, that's me. That's me. And I, one thing I do, I always say is I know that God left me here for a reason. And, um, you know, when I was at, when I was at a point in my life where I was, um, I'm not going to say stagnant, where I was still, where I had moved. And, you know, things weren't working out the way I thought they should. All I could say to myself was, I know God had left me here for more than what I'm doing. I know he didn't leave me here for just what I'm doing. Mm. So um, that's something I always say. And I'm just going to be real. You know, you never know who's listening, who who might be in a, this spot where they um, are in a place like, you know, why isn't this working out or mm-hmm. why did I go through this or you know, why me or, you know, just know mm-hmm. that there is a reason and a purpose. And 
there's a scripture, and I'm a very spiritual person because, you know, like I said, God has been good to me. I don't know any other way to be but grateful, you mm-hmm. know. Um, he will never leave you or forsake you. And now unto him who is able to do exceedingly above all you could ask or think. Um, all is not lost. Just be patient. Just be patient. Well, we have someone who would like to ask you a question. His name is Papa Davis. Yes. Okay. I'm hey, not... Pop. Hello there. I'm with Mama and hey. Jermaine and Little Nisha. Hi, family. You kind of answered my question, but I want to really emphasize it. Okay. When you think about the music uh, industry, I look at it as the sports industry where there are so many talented people, but not many make it. How right. do you continue to stay motivated, knowing how gifted you are, how talented you are, but it's hard to break into the music industry business, even gospel music? How do you stay mm-hmm. so motivated? When you know, for me, it's because of my love of what I do. Um, mm-hmm. I stay motivated because I I don't do it for money. Because I mm. if that if that was the case, I would have probably given up a long time ago. I don't do yeah. it for money. I do it because of the the love of the gift that God has given me, and because of the gift that God has given me, it has saved my life. Wow! So I can't I can't I can't give up on it. So wow. if it is save if it saved my life, I know what I do could save someone else's life. I don't sing for people. I sing because I love it. I sing because I know it. I God bless me and I know I'm supposed to be a blessing to others. So that's one of the things that helps me yeah. continue. I don't do it um to impress I do it because I love. I sing from a different place. You know, uh, people hear it. It's like a cliche. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. <laughs> you know, I sing because God has been good to me. And uh, not only do I minister to others, I minister to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, I minister to myself. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, and I love you guys. You know I love you, Mama, yes, Mama Jackie. Love yes, love you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Now, we're going to talk. Okay, we're going to talk about your um, holiday music because it's mm-hmm. the time of year where you're going to spread so much mm-hmm. here to us. Now, tell yeah. us a little bit about your EP, Holiday. My Holiday EP was birthed out of, well, first of all, anybody who knows me knows I love Christmas. My family, they know, like, I, was, I told Rachelle the other day, I said, I think my Christmas music, I started my Christmas playlist October 31st. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't wait, and I play it through February. I still have it running through February. Um, I love the classics. I just love the joy that most 
Christmas music brings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, too, knowing the true uh, reason for, for the season. Um, and I just, I don't know, I've, I've always, Christmas has been a big holiday in my household. It was one of my mother's favorite um, holidays, which my mom has been gone for almost, ooh, since 98. So that's, what, almost 21 years. But that was her, our biggest holiday. It's like if you came to our house growing up or you come to my house now, you're walking in the winter wonderland because we might have bowls <laughs> on every door and bells hanging from the doorknobs and lights and everything. But a friend of mine came to me in 2015 and, um, he had said, you know what, you need to do a Christmas EP. And I was like, you know what, I can do that. And I promise you, I finished writing and recording within a week and a half. Um, wow. I did it with a um, collab with a good friend of mine, Jermaine J.K. Glenn, and my brother-in-law, the Derek Bennett, bass extraordinaire, um, doing the production part as far as um, my music. Um, Holiday, I'd heard um, J.K. put the beat together, and the first thing I heard was, Holiday, and it it went from there. And um, another one, uh, you ought to know that my brother-in-law, Derek, did the music for, uh, was birthed out of a Christmas play that I had wrote entitled A Very Sweet Christmas, and um, you ought to know it's like that hip clapping, snapping type of uh, kind of gospel Christian music. Um, and holiday is, you know, hopefully universal. And another mm-hmm. one of my favorite on the CD is called um, It's Christmas, which that's one of my favorite. Um, it's Christmas. So I, I did it because I, I love Christmas music. So now I can add that to my playlist every year. (laughs) And I enjoy it. So I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as I do. Well, I have to tell you, I really, really enjoyed Holiday. It was, for me, very uplifting. And I was, you know, it calmed me down, but it made me happy. So I was like, I really like this. So why Mm -hmm. don't we give our listeners a little taste of what we're talking about? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to play out. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Little boys, little 
I've been I've been watching the news and I sat there watching the news and I was like, Oh my god, I gotta turn this off. It's just depressing me. It was just so the only news they have is bad news most times. You know, we we Absolutely you know true. blow up the bad news. You know, we magnify that. And then I remember turning the channel and I turned the channel and you know, God bless all the re- the reality um superstars because a lot of them are superstars. Mm-hmm. But I I can't watch it um, <laughs> because for me drama doesn't excite me. I mm-hmm. I, I like to live a drama free, stress free, and it bothers me that people are blowing up on drama. Never mind these awesome talented people who are out in the world, starving artists who are so gifted, far above what you would imagine who can't get a break but you're mm-hmm. here you know you know celebrating and worshiping the person and cussing and fighting on camera and, you know all it is <clears throat> and I, I can't watch it so I remember um the track kicking in and I, the first thing that came to me was the world is a scary place we shouldn't have to walk in fear you never know what will happen, what we might see or hear. Um, boys and girls out there dying, dying in the streets. What happened to the, um, the to them being our future? Um, bring the love back. That is the key. And then I came with, I rarely ever watch the news because it gives me the blues. Um, how was the rest of my regret? Uh, the rest of it. Um, one of the things I do say is people becoming famous, being reality stars, and also you're popular by the amount of views. And then the hook came in: Does anybody feed the hungry? Does anybody um, uh, clothe the poor? Is anybody reaching the little boy selling drugs on the corner at the corner store? Because that's in some worlds. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, people, you're absolutely right. Vets who are out there who fought for our country, who come home and still got to be some homeless, you know, mm-hmm. come home and, you know, they can't go to the best hospitals. I'm not saying the veterinary hospitals. Vet hospitals are the best hospitals, but it's not the best. You, you won't find the best specialists there, you know. So the reality is not just being a reality star, it's the world we live in now, you know. You know, I'm tired of hearing um, people being killed for nothing. Just the other day, a little kid taking their life because of being bullied. That's yeah. the reality we live in. Yeah. So yeah. my call was, does anybody, anybody, you know, all the celebrities, and I know a lot of them myself, so my call to you all is, what are you doing to make change? How many people have you helped? How many shelters have you gone in and helped somebody? Now, I've been, I've been hungry. I haven't had the best life. I already told you what I've been through. And mm-hmm. most of my life, my mom was ill. My mom was sick. She had been diagnosed with lupus when I was a young girl. So most of my life, remembering my mom hurt. She was a beautiful soul. But she was sick and in and out of the hospital a lot. So there were times I would be by myself hungry, hungry. So my call is to you, you know, making the um, 
Forbes 100. What are you mm. doing? How are you sewing back into the community you came out of? How are you sewing back into the school you came out of? It was people who touched my life who I probably would not be who I am today had they had not. Like, I, I still talk to my kindergarten teacher. So do I. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> okay? I still talk to her. She made such an impact on my life. You know, it made me who I am today. You know, growing up in my church, it made me who I am today. The things that I went through gave me faith and made me stronger. So that song, anybody, was the call to action. Like, the only way we're going to change this world is we bring the love back. That's the key. Exactly. So exactly. love is giving, giving of your time. Give some money. You know, how we teach it. Walk back in your communities. Reach out to some of the people that you've left now that you've gone to a, a whole other, you know, um, mm-hmm. what do you call it, status, status yeah. quo. Reach mm-hmm. back. Reach back. My thing is now, even now, even if you can't do anything materialistically or financially, what about saying something nice to somebody? You never know what you, a person is going through when you pass a person. I, I now walk the street sometime and I walk by people and I'm like smiling and trying to catch an eye to say hello. Mm-hmm. People don't do it. Yeah. People don't do it no. anymore. No. So no. anybody's my project, and the song is hot. You, you, you got to listen to it. I'm not saying just because it's mine. It's hot. Like I said, the track go with the lyrics, the lyrics go with the track, the beat, the everything. You want to go back. You want to listen to it. And it's it's on um all the media outlets right now. Mm-hmm. And you can go and listen. It's on YouTube. But go and get it and let's 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 come together. Let's start a campaign. Let's let's uh make some change. Let's make a different a different okay. okay. Now where can people find you and follow you? I'm on off most social media because okay. I have not I have yet to get into Snapchat. I'm on it, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on it as much, but I'm on um, Facebook. Um, Dita Monique, D I apostrophe T A Monique M O N I Q U E Music. Um, you can find me on Instagram, same way Twitter, um, YouTube. That's how you can find me, and I would love to connect with you. I would love to talk to you. Some people might not want to call in to say anything, but you can reach out to me in my inbox. You can reach out to me on Instagram, you know. Mm-hmm. Great. That's excellent. So what is the next live appearance you're going to be doing? My next live appearance, uh, the beginning of the year, I'll be um, – I have some small Christmas things that I'm doing, but they're not public. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have um, anybody, because um, I'm going to be doing a full EP. I'm finishing the, e, the and actually an LP um, with anybody on it, um, pretty much that the single that's released first. But then I have another track that's um, going to be dropping entitled Smoke and Fire, which pretty much is hot. It kind of has that Prince vibe to it, like Purple Rain, mm-hmm. but it's the lyrics from, um, like, the fire um, that I was in, um, which, like, some of that lyrics, remember I told you the fireman had said that when he got into the house, mm-hmm. the smoke was so thick he couldn't see his hand in front of me. So the lyrics are 
tight, you know, and I'm not saying it because of me, you know, God gave them to me. Um, and they're hot. Anything he does is is is, is good, yes. you know. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to say the lyrics are hot because they're from my heart. So most times when something's from your heart, it's pure and it is good. At least that's how I feel. You know, that's how no, I feel. So right, my project, right. yeah, so the project, you know, it, it speaks volumes. Um, it's based, it's the genre that I'm under is R&B. I come from a gospel background. I am a Christian. But where God has me is where I'm not locking myself inside the four walls of the church. Okay. Scripture says, he says, go ye therefore into all the nations, all of them. And a lot of things, what we do as Christians, we lock ourselves into the four walls. We can't reach the masses right there. No. We got to go outside no. the church. We got to go outside. So most times in the way the world is, a lot of people don't hear gospel. That's one of, although it's gospel has gone far above where it had been, mm-hmm. it still has yet to reach the peak like R&B or like hip hop or like country music. So the genre that I am under is R&B, but everything that is on my CD has a message and that's what gospel is, a message, a message to change people's lives. For me, a message that changed people's lives. So you can find um, my music on all the media outlets, um, and I trust you will love it as much as I loved writing it and singing it. Well, I am a true fan, so I know I'm going to love it, so I'm not worried. Uh, but I'm sure and that our listeners will, will be as, Pleased as I am when I hear your music. Yes, and the Lord willing, I have. Every most people who know me know I've toured nationally, internationally with Off by the Way shows. And Lord willing, next year I will be touring one of my shows nationally. Um, so nice. um, look for that. Yeah, look for that. Okay. Something I wrote and wrote all the music in it. Also. Excellent, a one-woman show. Yeah. Excellent. That is not one-woman show. It's actually a stage play. So there'll be other, oh, okay. um, no, other known names that you know that will be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun play. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, great. That's even better. Well, we're gonna. Uh, yeah, because you. What you I'm gonna keep my, my ears my, open. My, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off. No. <laughs> It's you, okay. You it's said okay. you were laughing probably at my Miss V character. Yes. The Miss V character you saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. She that's a, a fun character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She says what everybody else wants want to say. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I am gonna um, I'm gonna say that this was. It was really good reconnecting and talking with you and catching up with you and seeing what's going on with you now. And I would love, 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 love to have you back again. Most Um, definitely. I would love to. Yes, because I I enjoy you so much. And I want to tell you thank you, and I want to wish you a very happy holiday. And thank you you for your music. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me this time um, to share um, with you and just be a part of, you know, your show. Your show is awesome. 
Thank you. Well, I am glad I have this platform that I, that enables me the opportunity to showcase a wonderful talent like yourself. So it is a pleasure, and have a great holiday, and Thank we, you. Will, we will chat with you again soon. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh. All right. All right. Well, have a blessed well, one. You too. You too. So to all my listeners, that was the amazing Dita Monique. And you have to go and get her music because I'm not saying that because I just want you to do it. I'm saying it because her music is amazing. It's really fabulous. It's great music. It's uplifting. And it has a message to it that you are going to embrace and enjoy and love. And since it's the holiday season, you got to check out the rest of her holiday CD. Because, hey, what better way to go through the holiday than jumping up and and, and shaking your hips and moving around and and enjoying yourself? (laughs) Right, right. And like you told um, Rochelle, you could line dance on on holiday. We had made two different line dances for that song, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so go out, check it out, and get it. And just do yourself a favor and enjoy the holiday. It is the season um, for joy, happiness, peace. And love, and we have to share that with one another because it is that is lacking, and we need to yeah. really start embracing the fact that we are here for each other, with each other. So we should be good to each other. So yeah. on that note, I'm thanking Dita Monique for joining us, and I'm telling each one Thank of you. my amazing listeners have an amazing evening and a wonderful weekend, and good night. Yes. Thank you. Good night.